All right. Well, welcome everybody here. Welcome everybody on social media. Hey, I want to talk to you today about the dangers of deception. The dangers of deception. You know, uh, uh, the devil's main device, you know, he has many devices, but his main device is deception. If you look at Revelation, the 12th chapter and the 9th verse, the Bible talks about this. It says, so the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Notice what he does. He deceives the whole world. You need to understand that about the devil. He is a deceiver. You need to realize that he can transform. The Bible says he can transform himself into an angel of light. You need to realize he once was an angel of light. He was known as Lucifer, but of course he, he sinned and he fell and, and, that, and he got the name Satan. But, but uh, he can transform himself into an angel of light. So he is a deceiver. You need to realize that. And he's the master of deception. And uh, actually deception, in case you don't know, it's, it's by underhanded means, the definition of it is by underhanded means causing someone to believe something that is not true. Causing someone to believe something that's not true or causing somebody to believe a lie. You need to realize the devil is a liar. Jesus said he's a liar and the father of it. And, and deception is by underhanded means causing someone to believe something that's not true or to mis mislead somebody or to lead somebody astray. And you know, Jesus and the apostles warn us again and again not to be deceived. In Matthew, the 24th chapter, Jesus said this in verse 4. He said, take heed that no one deceives you. And in verse 5, he said, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And then in verse 11, he says, Many false prophets will arise and deceive many. And then in verse 24, he says, For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So Jesus warns us again and again not to be deceived. And then in 1 John 3, verse 7, the Apostle John, speaking to the church, says, Little children, let no one deceive you. Let no one deceive you. And then in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, and verse 1, the Apostle Paul, he says to this young pastor, Timothy, he says, now the Spirit, the Holy Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, and of course we're living in the latter times, he says in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Think about that. The Holy Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, in the times in which we live, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, deceiving spirits, it's interesting. Last, uh, last um, I guess it was last July, I preached a message in here. And in fact, my wife just uh, uh, recently re-updated it on, on our Facebook page. It was called, His Truth is Marching On. And about midway through that message, and I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. I said, I said something about, at the direction of the Holy Spirit, I said something about deceiving spirits. 
Now, I'm not going to get into it as it pertains to this nation. I'm not going to get into it right now. Uh, You can go back and and listen to it, uh, what I said last uh, July. If I said it now, it wouldn't carry near the weight that it that it carried saying it ahead of time last July. But, but, but you need to realize there are deceiving spirits. And you can either give heed to them or not. But the Bible said that uh, many will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits. Now don't give heed to them. But you need to realize that, that they're out there. And, 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 and their, their mission is to deceive you. To trick you. To get you off of the truth. And don't give heed to him. But again, the Holy Spirit's warning us again and again not to be deceived. And then in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, the Apostle Paul again says, he said, notice this, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. Notice, imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And then, I mean... <laughs> I mean, the Holy Spirit is bending over backwards, warning us not to be deceived. And then in Second Peter, so we've had our Lord Jesus warn us. Had, had John, Paul, now Peter. Go to Second Peter 3, verse 15. Second Peter 3, verse 15 says this, And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, has written to you. As also in all his epistles or in his letters, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand. Now watch this. Which untaught and unstable people twist. You know, you ought to underline that word twist in your Bible. Unstable people twist to their own destruction as they also do the rest of the scriptures. Really, that's what deception is when, when you come right down to it. It's taking the truth and twisting it. That's what deception really is. It's taking the truth and twisting it. Twi- distorting it. Twisting it. Distorting it just enough to deceive people. To mislead people. To get them off the correct path. Deception is a very dangerous thing. It's the twisting of the truth. This is what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Remember back in the Garden of Eden when the devil, in cooperation with the serpent, spoke spoke to Eve? Remember that? You can read it in Genesis 3. The devil deceived Eve. Deceived her. He hit her, and I'm not going to go back and read it all, you can do that, but he hit her with half-truths. He twisted the truth. He distorted the truth. You see, the devil's not going to come to you with just outright lies. He's going to hit you with half-truths, twist the truth, distortions of the truth. He mixes the truth with lies. It's like if you wanted to poison a dog... You wouldn't just set poison out there. The dog wouldn't come eat it. So what you do is you get you a nice juicy steak. Every dog I've ever seen likes nice juicy steaks. You take the nice juicy steak, something that is it, 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 that the dog would love to eat. And what you do is you put you mix that nice juicy steak with just a little bit of poison. 
And what happens? The dog comes, eats the steak, enjoys the steak, but in half hour the dog's dead. That's how the devil operates. He'll put a nice juicy steak out there in front of you, but what he won't tell you is that he's mixed it with just enough poison to kill you. Do you ever notice counterfeiters? They, they don't counterfeit $7 bills, do they? Because Why? Because there's no real $7 bills. They counterfeit what? The fives, the tens, the twenties? Do they counterfeit it? Would, 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 would a counterfeiter counterfeit a $73 bill? No, because there is no $73 bills, right? But they'd counterfeit a hundred, wouldn't they? See, so, so uh, uh, what the devil does, he takes the truth, something that, that, is, that is right and true, and he twists it and distorts it just enough where people will look at it and it looks right, it seems right, it, it appears to be right. And then they'll bite into it. They'll give heed to it. And the next thing you know, they're misled. They get off track. And then down the road, they're in great shipwreck. You understand that? You need to realize that's how the devil operates. The Bible tells us we're not supposed to be ignorant of the devil's devices. The Bible says if we're ignorant of his, or unlearned of his devices, ignorant, unlearned, same thing. If we're ignorant or unlearned of his devices, the Bible says he'll be able to take advantage of us. So let's don't be ignorant of his devices. Let's understand how he operates and how he works. And let's don't give heed to his deception. Now, if you, if you go to uh, uh, 1 Timothy 2 verse 14. 1 Timothy 2 verse 14. This is interesting here. Back, you know, talking about Adam and Eve in the garden. The Apostle Paul gives us, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul gives us some insight into, into what actually happened back there. In 1 Timothy 2 verse 14. Notice this. The, the Bible says Adam was not deceived. Now Adam was not deceived. But the woman, talking of Eve. The woman being deceived. Fell into transgression. So what do we know? We know Adam was not deceived. But Eve was deceived. She was deceived. Now, when, when the devil through the serpent approached Eve and had that conversation with her, and you can read it in Genesis chapter 3, here's what she should have done. She should have had a conversation with Adam. Before she ever ate that fruit, what she should have done is had a conversation with Adam. Because what did we just learn here? He was what? Not deceived. He knew the truth, didn't he? She should have had a conversation with somebody who knew the truth about the matter. Rather than just buying into what the devil was selling, she should have stopped and said, hold everything. Stop the presses. Shut up, devil. Not gonna, I don't hear any more of it. I'm going to go check out and see if what you've told me is actually true. And what she, should have, what she should have done is went to somebody who wasn't deceived, who knew the truth, and had a conversation with him and found out and reviewed, found out and reviewed what God had actually said about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's what she should have done. 
found out if, if, if what the devil was telling her, because he told her some things that were true, all right, but he twisted it, he, he distorted it. She should have went to somebody and found out, somebody who knew the truth. The Bible said Adam was not deceived. So he knew the truth. She should have went to him and said, let's talk about this. Let's find out here. I need to find out is what the devil said, is what that serpent said, is it true? She should have found out the truth and operated based on that. Did you know truth dispels lies? Just like light dispels darkness, truth will dispel lies. That's what she should have done. But she didn't do that. She didn't go find out from somebody who knew the truth. She, 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 she didn't do that. What she did was... What she did was... is. Uh, it, 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 she, did, she didn't go find out from somebody who knew the truth. What she did was, is she just acted based on the distortions of the devil. You need to understand that. And, uh, and, and as a result, now listen to me, as a result, she was deceived. Think about it. Eve was deceived. Eve was deceived. Now, uh, let me say this. When people get deceived, now listen carefully. When people get deceived, now think, listen carefully. When people get deceived, they really think they are right about what they believe. Now think about that. When people get deceived, when people, was Eve deceived or not? Was she deceived? Yes. She was deceived. When people get deceived, they actually think that they are right. And it is almost impossible to get, convince them otherwise. You need to realize that about deceived people. When people get deceived, it's almost impossible to convince them otherwise. It's like when people get into cults. That's what cults, you know what a cult is, a C-U-L-T, cult. Cults are all about deception. And when people, because I've looked into this over the years, when people get into cults, See, they believe things that aren't right. They believed half-truths. Remember, a half-truth is equal to a whole lie. But again, they believe distortions. They believe that. They've given heed to those things. And then next thing you know, they're into a cult. And when somebody gets into a cult, it's because they actually, they're deceived. They actually believe, you know, the things that, that that cult leader and those people are saying. They actually believe that. And it's almost impossible to get people out of cults. If you've done any study on cults over the years, you can see once somebody gets into one of those, it's almost impossible to get them out. Yeah, I mean, you can stand on a stack of Bibles and tell people that are in cults the God's honest truth. Stand on a stack of Bibles and tell them the truth. And, and, and it's, I mean, they're not going to believe you. Why? Because they've given heed to a deceiving spirit. You know, people, they can get sold out to deception that they will actually remember that Jim Jones deal many years ago, I guess back in the 70s, down in Guyana or wherever it was he went. Remember that? Took a whole bunch of people. And, and people, they, I mean, they got in that cult. Remember that Jonestown thing? Remember, remember that? And those people were so sold out to that deception that they actually drank the poison Kool-Aid, didn't they? Didn't they? And, 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 and mass amounts of people died. Deception's a terrible thing. It's a dangerous thing. And, and, and when people get deceived, I mean, it's almost, I mean, you need to realize they actually believe 
they actually believe that deception. They actually, they sell themselves out to it. And to, to break them out of it, to get them out of it, it's almost impossible. I know I, uh, there's, there's sometimes, I, I remember one situation where, where a, a certain girl had gotten into a cult and her family had to go in there and take her by force. And get her out of that thing. And, and, and then, they, you know, I don't know how, they, how it actually ended up if they ever were able to get the truth through to her. But uh, uh, you, need to, you need to be watchful. Deceiving spirits. And the next thing you know, you can wind up in, in a cult. Well, anyway, Eve, that's what happened to her back in the Garden of Eden. She, she got sold out to, to, to the lies of the devil. And she got deceived. What she should have done was went and talked to Adam... And found out the truth. The Bible said he wasn't deceived. She should have went to somebody that wasn't deceived. And found out from him. What is the actual truth about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? You know? But she didn't do that. The Bible says she gave the fruit to her husband and he ate. Now why did he do that? Now I could preach a whole other message on that. He sided with his wife over the devil. Oh, I mean over, the, over God. I'm sorry. Let me say that right. He sided with his wife over God, didn't he? That's what I meant to say. Let me correct that. He sided with his wife over God, didn't he? Didn't he? Did he know the truth? He sided, Adam sided with his wife over God. Now again, I could preach a whole another message on why he did that. Don't have time for that right now. But he's, now think about this, somebody that wasn't deceived, he sided with his wife over God, over what he knew to be true. You see how powerful deception can be, and, and you got to watch, you, you really got to watch who you're listening to. He, I mean, he loved Eve. Would you agree with me on that? He loved her, he communed with her, he was close to her. But she was deceived. I mean, just because you love, you got to watch. Just because just cause somebody's your good friend and they're telling you something and you love them and, and you really do trust them. I mean, you got to realize they could be deceived and the information they're giving you might not be right. You need to go check that information out. Did you hear me? Yeah, but I love that person. I love, I mean... Adam loved Eve. There's no question about that. But she was deceived. You see how dangerous is it? She came to him. She, I mean, she was deceived and she was able to sway somebody, Adam, who was not deceived to side with her over God. Now, if it could happen to Adam, it could happen to us. Is that right? What Adam should have done right there is he should have said, hold everything, stop. I know what God has said. God is truth. The word of God is truth. I know what God has said. And I am not going to... Did he give heed to her? He gave heed to her, didn't he? And it's cost the human race, hasn't it? Right there, because of that deception, the human race fell. And all the hell and heartache that we've experienced over the last 6,000 years is all rooted in deception. And it came from the devil 
through somebody, Eve, who got deceived and then was able to sway somebody who wasn't deceived. Think about that. That's why, I mean, and, and I could preach a whole other message on this. That's why what he did was so heinous because he, he gave heed to something and he obeyed something that he knew was wrong. But the point is here for this message is he wasn't deceived, but he was able, he was able to be swayed by somebody who was. Maybe it was cause he loved her so much. Maybe it was cause, you know, they had communed together and they were so close. And maybe it was cause he just trusted her so much. I don't know. Many things we could say. But the point is, is that somebody who wasn't deceived got deceived by somebody who was. If they would have just put all their focus on the truth, what God had said, they wouldn't have sinned, they wouldn't have fallen. The point is, we need to be very careful. We need to be watchful. When information comes to us, listen to me, when information comes to us, we need to check it out to be sure whether or not it's right. You know, I'll say more about that here in just a moment, but I want to say this first. You know, Jesus, our Lord, he was tempted by the devil also, wasn't he? Remember that? Forty days in the wilderness? And, and, and at the end of that forty days, that's when the devil hit him with those temptations. And do you remember when the devil hit the Lord with those temptations... How did the Lord answer? He said, it is written. Jesus had taken the time to get into the word of God and find out what the word of God had to say. You can see when he was 12 years old, he was in the temple. What was he doing? He was studying the word of God. Now, he was God in the flesh. He was 100% God, but he was also 100% man. And in the earth, he was operating, though he was God, he was operating as a man. He had to study just like you or me. And you see, he had taken, listen to me, I'm trying to protect you now. He had, Jesus, our Lord, he had taken the time to find out the truth before the devil ever hit him with the temptation. That's why he was able to respond to the devil, it is written, it is written, it is written. Jesus knew what the truth was. And the devil hit him, the devil worked on him just the same way he worked on Eve. The devil came, you can study it, you can see the temptations that the devil hit Jesus with. They were half-truths, they were, they, they, they were twists and distortions of the truth. That You need to realize the devil knows the word of God, the devil can quote the word of God, but when he does, he'll always twist it. That's how cults farm. Cults form out of truth that is twisted. And you see, that's what, that's what, what the devil hit Jesus with, with truths that were twisted, distortions. And the Lord knew the word of God. He had studied it and he was able to respond. It is written. It is written. It is written. And thank God that he knew the word of God because he, Jesus was able to resist all them, those temptations and he never sinned. Can you say amen to that? First John, well, let me just say this to you. I want to say this. Listen carefully now. 
The news media, before we go to 1 John, listen to this. The news media, listen carefully. I'm going to get down where everybody lives here now. The news media and social media, I don't know if you've realized this by now, but I think you have. Hopefully you have. But if you haven't, I'm going to tell you. The news media today and the social media, both liberal and conservative, now, people get mad at me when I say and conservative, but I'm telling you, both liberal and conservative, the news media and social media, both liberal and conservative, reeks with deception. It's full of it. And if you think, listen to me, now you can judge whether or not what I'm saying is true or not. You need to judge what I'm saying. But I'm telling you, I'm warning you by the Holy Spirit. If you think the conservative media is not full of deception, you've already been deceived. If you think the, the conservative news media is telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, you are already deceived. You need to realize that. And I've had people get mad at me when I say that. And, and I've had people leave this church because I've said that. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I mean, the liberal media, they're, 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 they reek with deception. But the conservative media also does. And if you think they don't, you're already deceived. There's deception on both sides. You need to understand this about the news. News isn't news anymore like it was when I was growing up. Used to be you'd tune in to Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, you know, the, the, the news. And, and all the stations would be pretty much giving you the same thing. The national news, same thing. I remember it's like watching the weather. I mean, I, maybe about the only thing today that's not... That's not goofed up as maybe the weather forecast. Maybe the weather people are telling you the truth the best they know it. I remember when I was a kid, my uncle took me to Channel 5. I was about 13 years old. And, and I, my uncle worked there. He was a cameraman. And he took me to Channel 5. And, uh, and I was there and I got to meet somebody that I have total respect for, uh, Dave Murray. Anybody remember Dave Murray? Total respect for him. He is my weatherman. Glory to God. And I went in there. I was a 13-year-old kid. And I'm in there, you know, Channel 5 down in St. Louis. And my uncle was off duty. But he took me in. He had to go down and pick something up. And I went, I, I went with him. And he took me in there. And, uh, and, 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 and there, Dave Murray, his Channel 5, Dave Murray was standing there. He had two televisions on up there. He was watching Channel 2 and Channel 4. He was watching the weather. Channel 2 and Channel 4, and I said, a 13-year-old kid, I said, I said, sir, I said, Mr. Murray, I said, is that where you get your weather forecast from, from Channel 2 and Channel 4? You know, that's pretty hilarious if you think about it. I just, 13-year-old kid, he should have slapped me right there. But he said, no, son, he said, no, he said, I'm just looking to see. He said, before I go out and give my forecast, I want to be sure that I'm not totally way off of what they're saying. You know, that's really smart. And he became the gold standard for weather here in St. Louis. Absolutely the best there is, weather forecaster. But you see, the weather forecast, they're telling you pretty much the same thing on 2, 4, and 5. Is that right? 
But it's not that way in, in the other news. It's not that way. They're telling, you need to realize the news media, they're telling you what, what you want to hear. The conservative news media, they're going to tell, the, the, like Fox, they're going to tell, they're serving their audience. They're serving a meal to their audience. They're telling their audience what their audience wants to hear. And, the, and CNN, they're telling their audience on the liberal side what they want to hear. One of the most dangerous things in this nation, I've been telling you this for years, one of the most dangerous things in this nation is a dishonest news media all across the board. And you've got dishonesty throughout the, 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 the political arena. Republicans and Democrats on both sides. Now people get mad at me when I say Republican, but it's dishonesty on both sides. Dishonesty everywhere. Deception everywhere. You need to realize that. The news media, social media, it reeks with deception. And listen, I said all that to say this. Listen carefully. When someone gives you a piece of information... You need to ask them where they got their information. I said, you need to ask them where they got their information. Make them prove to you from two or three. Doesn't the Bible say out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established? When somebody gives you a piece of information, you need to make them prove to you where they got that information. And do you know, I tell you what, I, 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 there, and, and the news, the, the, the social media is full of it. I mean, I don't fool with it that much, but my wife, the news media, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, social media, I, I, I'm not on there that much. But my wife's on it a little more than me. And she, 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 she sees some of the most harebrained things that people forward. And political things. Many things, all arenas, but political and she'll tell me, you know, so-and-so forwarded that. And my wife, now she's very smart, very wise. She goes and checks it out. And again and again, she goes and checks it out. And she finds that the things that Christians are forwarding are not true. And my wife lovingly, uh, some of them are so bizarre, she's actually gone and, 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 and questioned the person and said, where did you, why did you forward this? Where did you get your information? And they say, well, I don't know, just so and so sent it to me and it looked, well, it looked right, so I just sent it on. Do you see how deception works? That's, that's a travesty, dear friends. When somebody gives you a piece of information, whether it's on social media, news media, your friend, I don't care who it is, you need to do what Eve should have done. You need to do what Jesus did. You need to find out whether or not what you're being told is right, what you're being told is so. You need to check it out and verify it with at least two or three witnesses before you ever believe it, before you ever forward it or pass it on. And you know what? If, if, each, one, if each person would do that, it would begin to curtail all this deception that we have going on in the land right now. Absolutely the truth. In 1 John 4 verse 1, the Bible says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test, notice, test the spirits. Test the spirits, whether or not they are, uh, whether, uh, whether they are of God, whether or not they're true. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Next week I'm going to teach a message on false prophets. I think it'll be interesting. I hope you're able to, to, to get in on that. I'm going to save that for next week, but let's read this again. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Test the spirits. 
whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. There's nothing wrong with testing to see if what you're being told is true. Everything I say from this pulpit up here, you ought to test it against the word of God and be sure that what I'm telling you is right. You shouldn't believe anything just because I or any other minister or any newscaster or any politician, you shouldn't believe anything anybody tells you. You ought to test it against the word of God. Do you understand that? That's how you stay out of error. Now, I don't mean that you ought to be suspicious of everybody. I'm not saying that. You know, I mean, you ought to be able to trust your pastor. You ought to be able to. If you don't have a pastor you can trust, you ought to go find you one that, let God direct you to one that you can. But even no, no matter what they say, no matter what they teach, you need to, you need to, you need to verify it against the word of God. It's just safety. Any, any, any preacher that says, just believe what I say, you don't need to test it out against the word of God. They're setting you up for error and a cult. You need to test out everything you're, you, you're, you're told. Against the word of God. Anything you hear in the news media, you need, you, need to, you need to work overtime to find out if what you're being told is so. You just absolutely do. Otherwise, you're going to get into error, you're going to get into deception, and you're going to wind up being not only being deceived, but deceiving others if you forward that stuff and pass it on. Look in Acts the 17th chapter in the 11th verse. Notice what the Bible says, Acts 17, 11. These, talking about those in Berea, were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness. So they received the word of God with all readiness. But notice what else they did. Now, this has to do with what Paul was preaching. What Paul was preaching. They received the word that Paul was preaching, if you study it out, you can see it was what was Paul was preaching. They received the word with all readiness. And the, notice what they did after they received the word, after they heard the word that Paul, the apostle Paul was preaching. Notice what they did. They searched the scriptures. They searched the Old Testament because they didn't have the New Testament yet. They searched the scriptures how often? Daily. To find out whether these things were so. Think about that. And that's what we all ought to do. When you're being told something from a pulpit or from, or, or from a pulpit, even if it's coming from the Apostle Paul, and I'm not him, but even if it came from him, he'd be the first one to tell you, test it against the rest of Scripture. And, and certainly, Certainly, we need to, and we need to do this daily. Search the scriptures. Find out if what you're being told is right. And, and as it pertains to news, you know, you can't, the news forecast, uh, forecast, the news, uh, uh, broadcast that you hear, and the social media, the Facebook and other stuff that goes out. You know, you can't go to the Bible and find out, you know, if what that politician said, you know, about such and such is right. But you can, there's things, there's places you can go. There's, there's things you can do to find out if what you're being told is right. And you need to search on a regular basis. I'm going to read from my notes. It is incumbent upon you. It's incumbent upon me. It's incumbent upon all of us to verify and find out if what we are being told is true especially before forwarding it on. Don't you dare hit that forward button on Facebook or whatever social media. Don't you forward stuff that you haven't verified. 
I've said it before, but it bears repetition. And my wife, she's seen this again and again and again where we're Christians. People that ought to know better are forwarding stuff in, in, in the political arena, harebrained, crazy, crazy lies. And, and my wife goes and verifies and checks. And, and, and Christians that we know, they're, 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 I'm not talking just people in this church, but some of them have attended this church, but others. And, just, and, and we'll scratch our heads. Why did that person forward that? They ought to know better than that. But you see how this works. And then deception builds and builds and builds and builds. Let me show you how it works. Acts 19. Go there. Acts 19, verse 23. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation. I want to show you deception as it pertains to a crowd. Deception as it pertains to a crowd and how this works. Acts 19, verse 23, New Living Translation. I'm going to read several verses here. At that time, serious trouble de developed in Ephesus concerning the way or concerning Christianity. It began with, now watch this, it, it all, you know deception always begins with somebody. It, here in this case it began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He made, uh, he kept many craftsmen busy. So he was a silversmith. He built these 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 uh, idols for the, uh, uh, the this this Greek goddess Artemis. So would you agree with me? He's already in deception, isn't he? Absolutely. He called. Now watch this. He called them together along with others employed in similar trades. Now see, now he's calling not only his workers, but he's calling other people together. He addressed them as follows, gentlemen. Now here's what he says to them. You know that our wealth comes from this business. And he says, but as you have seen and heard, this man, Paul, has persuaded many people that, uh, uh, that handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but throughout the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, this magnificent goddess worshipped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, be, will be robbed of her great prestige. So now he's spreading this deception about Artemis, right? He's concerned about what Paul is preaching. Now watch this, verse 28. So he's spreading this. And look at verse 20. At, at this their anger boiled, and they began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. So these people are clearly, you got a big group of people that are clearly deceived. Now watch this. Soon, verse 29, soon the whole city was filled with confusion. So now it's spread to the whole city. So, so a deception that starts with Demetrius and the people that he employs, now it spreads to uh, other people with similar professions. And now the next thing you know, you've got confusion and it's spread through the whole city. Everyone rushed to the amphitheater and that amphitheater held about 20,000 people. And watch this, dragging along Gaius and Asterichus, or however you say that, who were Paul's traveling companions. Now, now, now notice Gaius and this other guy, these two traveling companions of Paul, now they're innocent bystanders. And I'm not saying for one moment that they got drug into the deception, but they got drug in along with this crowd. Do you know that? I, I want to make this point that, that a lot of times innocent bystanders get drug into deception. Did you know that? 
innocent bystanders get drug into deception. And they get drug into this thing. And look at verse 30. Paul wants to go in too, but the believers wouldn't let him. Uh, some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, also sent a message to him begging him not to risk his life by entering the amphitheater, okay? So, so he ultimately didn't go in there. But here's what I want to get at, verse 32. And watch this. Inside, the people were all shouting. Now this starts with Demetrius. And the next thing you know, you've got his workers, other similar workers, the whole city... You've got about 20,000 people, some innocent bystanders, Paul's companions, they get drug in. And watch as inside the people were all shouting, some one thing and some another. See, there's total confusion. Everything was in confusion. Now watch this. Now get this next part. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. Most of them didn't even know why they were there. You've got to be watchful of the power of a crowd. Just because everybody's saying it doesn't mean it's so. I said just because everybody's saying it doesn't mean it's so. This is how this, this, is how this works on social media. It'll, an error will start with, with well, one person... They'll take a truth, they'll twist it somehow or another, and then the next thing you know, there's 10 people, and then 20 people, and 30, and the next thing you know, it's, next thing you know, it's gone viral. You know what that means. And there's not just 20,000 people believing a lie, but, but hundreds and hundreds, maybe millions of people. And a lot of people, you ask them, why, why did you forward that, why did you forward that untruth? I don't know. I just, it just came to me and I just, I just, everybody was saying it, so I just forwarded it on. They don't, most people when, when they get to see, they don't, they don't even, they, they don't even know how they even got in the midst of it. They just went along with a crowd. Everybody else was doing it. Everybody else was saying it. Well, just because everybody else is saying something doesn't mean, it, mean it's right. In fact, most of them didn't even know why they were there. Listen to me. You need to know why you are there. You need to know why you are there. You need to know why you believe what you believe. You need to know why you are holding the position you are holding. Do you know most people, I've learned this over pastoring many years, most people, you ask people to go to churches throughout the land, most of them don't even know really the doctrine that that church really believes. Most people are there because their friends go there. Or a bunch of people go there. I'd be interested to take a survey and see if you ask people that go to churches all throughout the land, what, 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 what doctrines does your church, what do they really hold, what do they really believe? I bet you the majority of people wouldn't have a clue. Well, everybody goes there. Just My friends go there. My family goes there. You need to know why you believe what you believe. Most of these people in this crowd, they didn't even know, in this amphitheater, they didn't even know why they were there. You need to know why you're there. You need to know why you believe what you believe. You need to know why you're holding the position you're holding. 
The, the, the Apostle Peter says, always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. When somebody asks you why you forwarded something on Facebook, you ought to be able to that quick give them a reason and tell them why it's true. Most people, you, I've said this before, I'll say it again, you question, you question them, why did you forward that? Well, how do you know that that's right? They'll say, who a lot of people are saying, who are those people? I don't know. We need to, we need to know. Because if we don't know, we're deceived and we're propagating deception. I'm passionate about this. I see what's happening to our country. What has happened, what is happening to our country. It's, it, there's deception everywhere. That's why I'm so passionate. Listen to this. I'm going to go just. I'm going to go just a little longer here today than I normally do. If that's all right, give give me about ten more minutes. Revelation chapter twenty. I want to show you one of the main reasons people get deceived. I want to show you one of the main ways people get deceived. Look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. That's the millennial reign. So Satan will be bound for a thousand years sometime in the future. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that, so that he should deceive the nations no more. Well, we've already told you he's a deceiver. So for that thousand years, he's not going to be active. He's not going to be deceiving the nations anymore till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, after that thousand years, he's going to be released for a little season. Now look at verse 7. Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. And he will go out to deceive the nations, which are, see, he's a deceiver. He will go out to deceive the nations, which, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. What did I just read to you? I just read to you that Satan's going to be locked away for a thousand years. He won't be deceiving anyone. But at the end of that thousand years, now lifespans will be expanded and the people will live longer during the millennium and all that. But he'll be locked away for a thousand years, not deceiving anybody. When he is released for a little season, he's going to go out to deceive. And the Bible says that there's going to be so many people that follow him, it will be as many as there are sand on the sea. How did that happen? Why would so many people be deceived? And the answer, and I'm not going to turn there for the sake of time, but the answer is found in Zechariah, the 14th chapter. You ought to read that sometime. And here's what you'll find. The multitude of the people that will be deceived by the devil when he's released from that bottomless pit for that, for that season, those people, Zechariah 14 will tell you, they did not come to the throne of God to worship him. And ultimately, I could say it this way, they would not listen to godly authority. When people will not listen to godly, when I say godly, I mean good godly authority. When people will not listen to good godly authority, they are setting themselves up to be deceived. You need to seek God. You need to find out who, who your pastor is. Don't you choose your pastor. You seek God and let God pick your pastor for you. 
Did you hear what I just said? You find out what spiritual, you find out from God what spiritual authority He wants you under, then you need to sit under them and you need to submit yourselves to them and everything they tell you, you need to line it up with the Word of God. Do you see the safety in that? But most people, they won't, so many people, let me put it this way, so many people will not submit themselves to good godly authority. And when people will not submit to good godly authority, they set themselves up to be deceived. Notice 1 John 4, 6. 1 John 4, 6, New Living Translation. Listen to this. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If, now, this is John speaking. He says, we belong to God. Those who know God, listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. Talking about good godly authority. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception or the spirit of error. What did he just tell us here? He told us that if people will not listen to good godly authority, they will have a spirit of error about them. You need to know who your spiritual authority is and you need to listen to what they are saying and line what they're saying up with the Word of God. Look at 2 Timothy 3.13. 2 Timothy 3.13. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue. Now he's writing this to young Timothy. Paul is. He said, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of. See, Timothy heard some things from Paul, but he, he heard those things, but he was like those people in Berea. He sought them out to be, to be sure what Paul was telling him was, 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 was true. And once he was assured of it, Paul said this. He said, you continue in the things which you've learned, which you've been assured of, knowing from whom you've learned them. What was he, what was he saying here? He was saying to Timothy that, that, that he, he, you need to know your spiritual authority. You need to, you need to, 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 to listen to what they're saying. And, and, and that's what he was telling Timothy here. That you need to, 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 to how do I want to say this? To, to, uh, uh, continue in that which you know to be right and know those uh, and know and know from from whom you've learned them. Have confidence in your spiritual leaders. Like a while ago, when I said the conservative news media will feed you lies, just like the liberals, you ought to have enough confidence in me to believe that. And if you don't have the confidence in me to believe that. You need to go check it out for yourself. And if you can prove me wrong, then you need to go find you another pastor, somebody you can have confidence in. I don't mean that ugly, but that's just the truth of the matter. Don't take that as me being ugly. I'm just saying that you need to be able to have confidence in your spiritual leaders. You, and, and, and when they tell you something, you need to be able to listen to them. See, I have to watch over your souls. I'm responsible for your souls. I'm responsible for you. I, I, I have to tell you the truth. And check me out. Verify it. You need, what did he say? He said, knowing from whom you've learned them. But this is a good example. When I say the, the, the conservative news media, they'll lie to you just like the liberals. There's a lot of people who won't believe me on that. And I'm looking out for their souls. They won't believe me. I had a phone conversation about 18 months ago. It was about a one hour phone conversation. 
And while preaching, I had made a statement about a public figure. I said that I did not condone the way that public figure conducted themselves in public. They were not acting in line with the word of God. That person who was a church member at the time, when I said that that public figure was not acting in line with the word of God, I'll never forget it. This person told me on the other end of the phone. This person said, I know. I know that public figure is not acting in line with the word of God. But I don't care. It's okay if they do it. Did you get what I just said there? I said to this individual, I said, what if I acted that way? They said, I would leave your church. So it's okay for that public figure to act unbecomingly, but not me. They would believe somebody that they didn't even know over somebody that had pastored them for years and years. And the thing of it is, that person that I was talking to was terribly deceived. See, if you won't submit yourself to good godly authority, you have set yourself up for deception and you will be deceived. And when that person said, it's okay for that public figure to act unbecomingly and not in line with the word of God, that person is deceived. How many of you know we all ought to act in line with the word of God? But that person wasn't going to listen to anything I was saying. Because they were sold out to somebody they had never met. And would believe them over somebody that had been there for them and, and, and preached the word of God to them for years and years. It's not okay for any of us to act out of line with the Word of God. And when you come right down to it, that person that I'm telling you about, nobody would have a clue who I'm talking about. I don't want to embarrass people. But they're, they're on Facebook forwarding lies and conspiracy theories on Facebook. And, and I wouldn't ultimately condone what they were doing and ultimately they left. You must know and trust the godly authority that God has set you under. And you need to follow them as they follow Christ. Or you're headed down the road of deception. Now I'm going to close with a major, I'm going to close with a major concern I have for the United States. Hey, you listen carefully and you judge this for yourself. But I'm going to close with a major concern I have for the United States. If we don't straighten up and dispel the spirit of error that has been running rampant over the past many months among many influential Christian leaders and as a result running rampant among multitudes of Christians. I'm going to say that again. I didn't stutter. I'm going to say it again. A major concern I have for the United States and our country hangs in the balance here. That's how important this is. You intercessors, you prayers out there, you listen carefully to me. Our, our nation, as we know it, hangs in the balance. A major concern I have for the United States, if we don't straighten up and dispel the spirit of error that has been running rampant over the past many months among many influential Christian leaders, which I'm going to say more about this next week. It's running rampant among many influential Christian leaders and as a result running rampant among multitudes of Christians. Here it is, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9. Listen to this. 
It talks about the coming of the lawless one according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous, de unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now here, verse 11 is what I want you to get. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. We're, we're, we're at a point, and I'm convinced of this, I have a deep concern about this, that we have, I'm talking, I'm talking about in the church. Because you know the world's going to believe lies. I'm talking about in the church. That influential Christian leaders, Christian leaders, not all of them, so many of them, and as a result, multitudes of Christians have given in to deception and have believed deception and, and, and have sold out to deception and will not believe the truth, will not believe the truth, will not believe the truth, that I believe that we're at a point where God, and this is a form of His judgment, I've been saying for years the judgment of God's pending on this nation if we don't repent, but this would be a form of judgment that God would send delusion upon the land. Now you think the atmosphere is bad now. If God did this, I can't even put in words what it would be like. It's like the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. A lot of people think God hardened his heart. Well, God did. But if you study Pharaoh out in those ten plagues, Pharaoh hardened his heart to start with. God wanted him to repent. But when he wouldn't repent, then after a certain... See, Pharaoh hardened his heart to start with. But when he wouldn't repent, then the Bible says God hardened it. And you know the end of Pharaoh. And I believe we stand in a similar situation here in the United States among the church. God has had some good ministers crying out, telling the truth, telling the truth. But so many have not. And deception has spread through the, through the body of Christ. As it pertains, I'll just be clear, as it pertains to politics. As it pertains to politics. The church has been, we ought to be involved with politics. We ought, to, we ought to vote, we ought to pray, we ought to do these things. But Jesus ought to be more important to us than politics. And politics and, and political deception has overrun the church. And the church is full of it right now. And if I tell you what, full of political deception. And if we don't straighten up our act, I believe God's going to send a spirit of delusion. And I tell you what, you think it's bad now, it's going to be... It, I don't even want to talk about what it would be like then. See, if, if, if Pharaoh, he hardened his heart to start with, then God hardened it. Well, we've played in, so much of the church had played into deception and have listened to it and we played with it and entertained it. And if we don't straighten it up, then God's going to send delusion. And I, and I don't even want to think about what it would be like then. So what can we do? We can do the things I've said in this message. We can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. Let's be part of the solution. Let's don't give heed to deceiving spirits. Let's examine everything we're told. Find out whether or not it's true. Let's don't be children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, whether it's Bible doctrine or political doctrine. Let's know the truth of the Word of God. Let's know the truth 
of what's going on in the political arena. Let's search the scriptures and see if what we're being told is true. Let's search out and find out to be sure what we're being told is true. Let's seek out and verify if what the preacher's telling us is right. Let's seek out and find out if what the politician is saying is true. Let's seek out and verify if what the news media is saying is right. Let's seek out and verify what the social media is saying is right. Let's seek out and verify if what our friends are telling us is true. And the Bible says we'll know the truth, and then and only then will we be set free, and then and only then will we stay free. Can anybody say amen? Stand with me if you would. Bow your heads, would you? If you're watching on social media, first of all, if you don't know Jesus, I want to call you to Christ. The Bible says there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. If you never, never received Jesus... The Bible says you're going to hell. You don't have to go to hell. You can repent, receive him, miss hell, and make heaven. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So with a repentant, believing heart, say, Jesus, come into my heart. And just that quick, he will. You'll miss hell, you'll make heaven, and he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. And I want to encourage you on social media, just like I've encouraged these people in this room, don't give heed to deceiving spirits. Find out. If what you're being told is true, judge what I said today against the word of God. Find out if what you're being told is right. And be part of the solution. And not part of the problem. And I'm going to stand against deceiving spirits. And the best way to do that is by telling the truth. And that's what I've told you today. So God bless you. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you next time. God bless you. You're dismissed.